Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. Uh, we are on episode 14 today. Uh, no, I'm, episode 10, part 5. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, I am Jonathan <laughs> with Team Salt Boys. I'm Ryan with Team Rays. I'm just Marco for today. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm Marco with Team Meta Club. My bad, Ernie. <laughs> You're good. I'm, I'm Ernest with Team Empire. And today we are actually recording a little bit early uh, because of schedule conflicts. My son's turning one on Friday, so I got to move all my stuff around that situation. But happy to do so. Uh, we got probably like a relatively short episode today, but still nonetheless uh, some good topics. Um, we had pre-release last week for set 14. Very um, interesting set, to say the least. Uh, what do you guys think about set 14? Uh any pros, any cons, any... You want to do, like, a top three, I guess, of cards from the set? Get your uh, Majin Buu secrets. That, that, so, as somebody who played it on a, a draft release, that Majin... Uh, against somebody who drafted a Majin Buu secret, that thing was not fun to play against. Got it out on turn two, but I, I had to survive to get rid of it. It was such a pain in the ass. Hmm. Uh, one of our local guys... Played it, stole one of my unisons while he had that the stupid Boo unison on the field already. He stole the Piccolo Junior unison from my side while he already had the Boo unison on the field, so he gets to keep both. And is that the official that's rule? Gross. Yes. Cool. Hey, who you, said that? The uh, if you watch Joey's video ta- talking about the seekers, he points out that the ruling right now is that uh, the only time a unison goes away is when you play a new one. And you're not playing one, you're stealing one. Yeah, I'm confused it, though, because in the judge page, the three head honchos all said that it'll go to the drop area. Oh, that that's from what the rule book says at the moment. Is that it uh, since you're not playing the card, it doesn't go to the drop. Oh, I'm awake now, I'm pissed. We have a we have a what? Woken Marco. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, the the rules say whenever you play a new unison, you send the other uh, the one that's that was already on the field to the but, drop. But within the rules as well, it says you can only control one unison in the unison area. It says you can only play one that? unison. In the okay, unison uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have the rules right here. It says that uh, whatever makes Marco happy, don't fucking do that. Oof. <laughs> yeah, Listen, the only thing you're the only thing you're doing <laughs> is furthering my comment on needing to buy this unison. I mean, on this secret. <laughs> I mean, that's yep. fine. I agree with it. I think it's the best secret in the set, price wise. Don't don't listen I, to prices. I agree. I think uh, the best secret in the set's the unplayable one. <laughs> that's not. That secret's not even fair. If that ruling stands. True. I uh, yeah. So before before we dive deep, uh, everybody's I, pretty sure that Bandai will release something saying that it's not that it's gonna that's, that it's gonna change. But at the moment, that's what the rules are. I need oh, a one, king cold deck. One <laughs> but um, I, I missed it last week. Um, uh, I missed my segment of Bandai. Uh, I'm here to give you some free advice. So, mm. um, so we're gonna do it here on my Bandai. We get free advice. Uh, I fixed the secret for you. It, it was relatively easy because I'm not a, a fucking clown. <laughs> and so here's how we fixed the secret. It's easy. It's it's like one, two, three. Not even a big deal. Which secret? The fucking uh, Goku and Frieza secret. Oh, the most expensive one, the unplayable one, gotcha. Un- the unplay, exactly. He wants to make it playable, so here's his way of making it playable that they uh, should have made. 
you keep all the permanents except for the one that says reduce uh, reduce it to five. You reduce it to three, so it's actually so you can actually play it because all the other ones are being played for at least like turn three, turn four. So make this one be able to play at least on turn three or turn four at the most. You can decide whichever one you want. Doesn't bother me. Um, keep all the other keep all the other uh, the, all the other permits. You give it, you you keep the keyword dual attack, but you also give it the keyword deflect barrier and victory strike. Oh, and okay. then, and then, um, what is it? You want uh, what? Uh, what I just said, motherfucker. <laughs> a three drop victory strike body. Deflect a barrier. The deflect barrier. It can't be removed by your. It was at this moment we fucked up. <laughs> Unknowingly, Marco had decided to leave the podcast here. More later on this. Can't be removed from the battle area by your opponent's skills. You can't combo with it during attacks, and your opponent can't activate counter or blocker. So you could still, your opponent could still combo this thing, and you can't do anything to combo with it. So let me ask you a question real quick. What's up? Oh, no, wait, the, the, the biggest stipulation I had for the energy, so make it a 3-drop, but what you want to do is that you can only play it as a 3-drop if your life is at 2 or less. Okay, so because, make it like a better because, Frieza. Because I am keeping in within this, uh, the, the idea of what Evan told us, or what Evan told me is that the, the, the and what, what Evan and uh, Joku posted in their video, it's like, you know, it's trying to keep, you know, like the, the final, you know, as the final attack in the, the, the Universal Survival Saga. You know, it was like their last-ditch effort. You know, make this card your last-ditch effort. You know, you're at two life. All of a sudden, you know, this is it. You have to... One of these swings has to connect, or you could pretty much lose next turn. You know, stuff like that. You can't combo hmm. with it, but it's your, your your opponent can literally do nothing to get rid of it. So... And, it, and it, if, if it connects, you win the game, regardless. And you get... And it's dual attack because of the fact that it's literally Goku and Frieza trying to hit you. I mean, you could, you could still out. I mean, if you're getting you, a barrier, you fucking... GG. Yeah, exactly. GG. And then, um, what was I gonna say? And you, so you give it that activate, so you give it that ability, uh, and you also give it an ability as an activate. Uh, you keep the activate main to uh, deal one damage, or if it's in your hand, you give it. Uh, if your life is at one or less, you can pay two red, discard the card, and then burn your opponent, no matter what life they're at. Interesting. So it's it's basically a way to keep within the idea, the fundamental idea that this is your last ditch effort. But it's also to make the card more playable without breaking the card, because you, you, can, your opponent can still, your opponent can still combo. This card can still get final flash, and everything like that. And um, uh, the card still suffers the effects of you know, like if if someone had Gohan on that turn or Vegeta ready to rumble, it still follows under those effects. But it's still it's it's still this big body coming at you. I mean, okay. I uh, not bad. I, I think it's OP as fuck if you do that. It's just, I think it's too broken. You just plug it into any red aggro deck at this point. Most aggro, most red aggro decks don't want to kill you like turn two. Yeah, but it's like a last ditch effort. Like, oh fuck, I couldn't kill you turn two. Good thing I got this bad boy. It's gonna victory strike your ass anyway. Uh, yeah, boy. Uh, okay, my question. I was gonna ask. Activate battle is not considered comboing, correct? No. So Correct. you can activate battle on this card as long as you have open energy, which most of the time you're tapping out for this shit anyway. But let's just say you somehow 
uh, kept your awaken until you played it, and then you awakened, right? So you could you could technically put like two Frieza death balls, or you could do Kaba's awakening on this, or what have you. Anything that's not a remember, battle card. Remember, your opponent can also play around this too. The stipulation is you have to be at two life. Okay. So if your opponent keeps you at three oh. or two. Okay, right now I think Jonathan's talking about the real card, not yeah, the yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, Your, your shit is too broken, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh my god, no. What I've made is a playable card. No, you made a cheap fucking turn three victory strike. <laughs> no, what I've made is a playable card. I mean, but this is, is, this is this is collector fodder. Yeah, no, this is collector yeah, fodder. It can absolutely. still still win games, but... Um, no, no. Yeah, it can. I think it could. I'm gonna make it a goal to win some game with it within the next year. Yeah, I think you will easily do that. At a local <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. If I lose to this card, I will buy five copies of this card on 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 God. <laughs> and you'd be handing them out to us, right? Then I'll only buy <laughs> this four of us, right? Then I'll buy four copies. One for each person here, well, on one, God. One to buy to play, one to buy to put in the binder. You need five. Oh, yeah. No, fair enough. All right, five it is. Okay. So, what I need you to do, Ernest, is to mm -hmm. beat Ryan with this card. Ernest, I'm going to let you know September 1st is open. I can, I can, I can conceal carry without a license. Don't test me, my boy. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get canceled culture, okay? <laughs> Fuck it, I'll keep it on here, that's fine. <laughs> we live in no. Texas. It, yeah, no. It's known. <laughs> our, our listeners do not live in Texas. I mean, most of them do, but... Alright, move to well, Texas. Well, now they know that we do. Infinitely better state. <laughs> right. um, yeah, no, I, I think I think it's uh, definitely the least playable of the three. Uh, I think it goes Boo, Incest 17, Goku Frieza. As far as uh, Secret Rare rankings. You know what? Let's go ahead and take it even further. This oh, card is up just above Oob in playability. <laughs> I like how Jonathan said he doesn't want to get canceled culture, but he calls the secret an incest card. Hey, hey, hey. There's nothing wrong with saying incest when he's, he's clearly sucked up his sister, okay? <laughs> he's like fused with himself and then he fucked up his sister. Basically. <laughs> Um. So yeah, let's let's talk let's talk top three cards of the set. It doesn't have to be secret rares. It doesn't even have to be fucking SRs or or, or anything. Just uh, we'll include starter deck cards. I, just, I I really don't think this set is as strong as like the last set. I feel like we've been getting hit or miss sets. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> this this set this set as a whole is is terrible. There are a few good cards here and there, which I guess we're all about to go over a little bit of them. But, but the the set as a whole is just bad. Ernest, do you yeah. want to open with your top three? All right. So for my number one pick, <laughs> it, is, it is it is SS Sun Goku and Frieza Miraculous. Oh God! <laughs> no, go ahead, Ernest. Start start us off. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, difference of status. Yeah, is that number one or is that number three? That's that's definitely number one. That card is exactly. amazing. It is a free. It's it's good in every red deck. That card is just good in general. It, it's a free minus five, possibly minus whatever the fuck you want it to be. Uh, 
just mm-hmm. depends on how many uh, markers you have. But that that card is just gross. Like just yeah, it's just great. Okay. Um, I can I can see that viewpoint. Although I wanted to to name just three red cards because that's the only th- color I play, I'm gonna go ahead and name one green card, which is the uh, the green topo negate. Um, I think that card is really good because I think topo is really good, uh, and the, uh, it seems to be a little bit better than topo because you don't have to neg one if the card doesn't hit the field. True. Um. And then my third card was going to be the Tapion because it's kind of like New Ruler, but I didn't want to reference every red card uh, version or <laughs> every card having a red version. So I'm, t- I'm going to say the the black 8-drop uh, Go- Gogeta, I think it is? SS4, Gogeta. Yeah, that thing. That yeah. card is ridiculously broken. Uh... Uh, one- once you get it out, it is... That card's amazing. Okay, that's fair. I like your picks. I don't agree with them all, but I like them. <laughs> Ryan, you want to hit your three? Now I can't even find that card. All right, so uh, in order of one to three, difference of status, difference of status, <laughs> difference of status. <laughs> literally, literally the best card in the set. I... <laughs> I have never, never fallen in love with a card faster in my life. That that card is retardedly good. Like, in, especially in King Vegeta, because when you're awakened, it's a zero. It's a zero K minus fifteen or minus five minus ten. Like, mm-hmm. it's super ver- like it's super versatile. And like you said, in other decks, it's just a free minus five. So even if you don't have a unison and your opponent's trying to swing for game, you can still get a free minus five out of the negate. And at least get some kind of like try to get at least some kind of a bit ahead, or like you can know you can manipulate your opponent's like board a little bit. Like if it's like Vegex or if it's something that plays like a small free blocker, they just go ahead and neg it because it's not you're not choosing the you're not the, the best part about it is you, it's it's not choosing the card that's attacking. It's, you activate it on the attack to choose any card, including your opponent's leader or unison. That yep. you can choose any card on their board and then minus it by five, and the spirit boost and the spirit boost as well. So. The best thing about it in King Vegeta is that if you minus 5 something, you can minus 10 something with King Vegeta. And you can also spirit boost minus something else. You can minus 3 different things if you wanted to. With the um, with just how powerful um, uh, difference of status is. So that's literally why it's like my number 1 uh, pick for just how powerful and, the card is. And honestly, if you combine that card with uh, Imposing Presence, it just makes it even worse, like even more of a busted card. Yeah, no, it it's super powerful. Like I think it's definitely one of the uh, the better red cards in the entire set. Um, I think for my number two choice, uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the pseudo arrival Gohan from the uh, uh, Pride of Saiyan starter deck. The one that comes out for if you have two mono red cards in your combo area, you can pay one red and then play this card from your hand as an activate battle, and then choose one of your opponent's uh, battle cards and neg it by ten for the turn. It's like a, it's a, it's super cheap. It only costs one red. B, it's a twenty k. It negs a card, and it's um, it's just it, it's an activate battle, so you can play it defensively as well if you wanted to. I really like the mono red arrival. I think it, it's if they do more of this, uh, they can keep mono colors uh, pretty strong. 
Yeah, I think this is like a good way to like you know kind of circumvent mono. Like like Jonathan said, mono color arrivals. Like I want, I I'd, I'd like to see it for other colors as well. It'd be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But um, and for my third card, uh, I am gonna stick a little bit out of the the red the red wheelhouse just because I think the card does have a lot of uh, potential in the future, and that's gonna be the. Uh, let's see, I just had it pulled up right here. It's probably it's probably over here actually. As I scratch. Oh Jesus! I lost it. Quick, start playing the ambiance music while I try to find this card. <laughs> Oh, good lord. I lost this thing. It's gone. Alright, the card doesn't exist anymore, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, here it is. It's Sun Goku Spirit Bomb Unleashed. The uh, three drop. The the one, if you have three or more energy in a green unison, you can pay one green place card from your hand. If you do choose one of your opponent's uh, unison cards and remove a marker from it, uh, activate main once per turn Spirit Boost X. Um, this card gets 5k power for the turn for each marker you remove from a unison card with this skill. If you remove two more markers from this card, this card gets double strike for the turn. So, on turn three, this is a one-drop, uh, this is a, a one-drop, um, uh, 15k that you could potentially just boost into a, uh, if you remove two markers from it, it becomes a 25k double strike. And it's also not, uh, unique, but it does have a limit one. So it's a way to kind of, like, slow the card down a little bit, but it's... It, it's. Uh, I think the card's got a lot of potential in green decks. I think uh, if uh, the format ever does slow down, this card will start seeing a lot more plays. Like just a, just a powerful green finisher. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Certainly outside the box there. But uh, when I saw the card, I really liked it. It it kind of has like a. It, it feels like a slower uh, uh, King Piccolo new ruler, but it definitely it definitely has a lot of potential. And I like that it doesn't get rid of itself too. At the end of the turn, it stays on board. Um, yeah, no, it's a good card. Marco, did you want to go next, or should I start mine? It was here that the group came to the realization that Marco had left the podcast. Well, oh, Marco died. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I'll take that as me, and then we'll see if he his return. Uh, I will start with a red card. Um, I don't know if this is number one for me or not, but um, Son Goku Divine Presence. It's the SR from the set. It's a four drop. Here, let me read it verbatim. Uh, Deflect dual attack. Permanent. This card cannot be removed from your battle area by skills during your turn. I really like that. So cannot be heroine's lineage and cannot be KO'd. You can still neg it because of uh, game mechanic, but that is another topic. Uh, Auto, once per turn. When this card attacks, add up to one red skillless battle card from your deck to your hand, then shuffle your deck. Then this card gets plus 5,000 for the turn. Uh, so this is really good for the Gohan deck, and this would be really good if you're playing, like, uh, Son Goku Path to Power, I believe is the name. Or Path to Greatness. The the five-drop vanilla Kid Ku card that lets you play a two-drop from the drop. Oh, the, uh, the, 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 the one that came in uh, Battle, Battle of Luffy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can basically pull your two-drop from your deck for free, combo with it, and then set up your play for the, the Goku to come in and swing and play. So I really like that setup. Uh, and the way you get this card out by not paying for is you activate Battle, much like the starter deck Gohan, which was on my list, but since you took it, I'm, I'm defaulting away from it. Uh, <laughs> two red. If you have three or more energy and you have two or more red battle cards in your combo area, play this card from your hand. Then choose up to one of your mono red cards 
and it gets plus 5,000 for the turn. So you get to Semsu Bean when you play it. Uh, when it swings, it gets plus 5,000 for the turn. You get to plus a card from your hand, and you do, you have the stipulation of having three energy. Uh, and it's deflect dual attack. So it cannot be trunksed and cannot be KO'd because you're, unless you play it on the, on the defensive step. When you play it on your turn, the Frieza cannot affect it. So really, really, really good protection without having barrier. It's better than barrier, I'd say. Um, just a really good, powerful card. I think it's a really good. I would say it's almost a staple red battle card at this point. Yeah, I think I think as the game slows down, I, I said a lot. You're gonna hear me say this a lot because uh, it's something I'll talk about later. But I think if the game ever does slow down, like that card is gonna. I think you're gonna be right. I think that card is gonna be a staple in a lot of red decks because. Not only a is it just like is it is it hard to get rid of on your turn on your turn as well, but b it offers a lot of defensive power. Like if your opponent's trying to like if your if your opponent's playing like a a low go wide deck like a turn three turn four low go wide like AOD or like Turles and stuff like that, like you play this on them and that hurts them a lot because now now their numbers are messed up because you know yeah, you they, don't want, they don't want for fucking yeah, I mean it's too red but you get to play a battle card but it's like oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and whenever whenever that thing swings, it goes from twenty to twenty five. And it can so. be thirty k if you give the card itself the five k when it gets played. So, uh, obviously, you can play this with plea if you can draw into the one of heartfelt plea. It gives itself the the plus five bump. Uh, yeah. so really you're talking strong. about divine. You're talking about divine presence, presence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was gonna be one of my my top three. What if I was just gonna go with straight red cards? I figured as much. Um. I'm gonna go out. I had to box. make Ryan read his card. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> Dude, that, that that card got only better as I read it. <laughs> Every both bo- both uh both difference in status and Son Goku Divine Presence only got better as I read it. Only got better as I read it. There were no negatives. That's how good that card is. As I kept reading it, it got better. Uh, I don't want to repeat anything y'all have said. So uh, Boo would have been on my list. Uh, Divine. Uh, not Divine Presence. Uh, difference of status is, is up there. Uh, I'm going to go with the only neutral counterplay to to Unison's with Ultimate Dark Dragon Slaying Bullet. Uh, I don't think this is a amazing card. I think it's very good. I think it could be better. But for it to be a generic energy cost, it's not specified black. You can put it into any deck. Uh, counterplay, if your opponent is playing a Unison card, they may either remove a marker from it for every two cards in their drop area, or warp, or and warp, sorry, place it in the drop instead of playing it. So one of the two. Uh, and then if they don't, your opponent can only attack one more time for the turn. So, uh, very strong for one energy. Yeah. What, I like, what I like about this card is that this card, um, this card's a really good answer to uh, Majin Buu, the unison. Absolutely. It's also um, a, a pretty good card against any King Vegeta deck that plays Unison. Yes, so the, I think you have to like really, really think: Does this person run this card? If so, let me strategize how I'm playing my Unison. Like some people open their turn by playing the Unison. Uh, some people, I don't think anybody waits to play the Unison until the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will really change. If this catches traction, it'll change how everybody plays their order of operation of swings and plays. Uh, I kind of I kind of wait only because uh, not 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 because it's like you know oh, I'm, I'm massive brained I think ahead of the crowd only because of uh, I really hate playing in the fucking Sabasa I really hate that card. No, for sure. <laughs> uh, 
but at least at least the Masu is uh, is specifically yellow blue. This card can go into any deck. Yeah, that that that's gonna be super dangerous, and it it, it hard counters uh, ba uh, the 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 Majin Buu for Blue Baby, and Blue Baby is gonna fill the drop up when they start playing their uh, their Big Bang attacks. They start playing their. Um, all their like D magics and all their negates. And I mean, stuff like I that. feel like they just take the swing one more turn, like one more time for the turn every time. Well, the, the well, yeah. the, problem, the problem with it is though, is that uh, uh, when they play it, if they don't remove those markers, the card doesn't get played. It goes to the drop area. No, no, no. If they don't, you can your opponent can only attack one more but, time for the turn. So they they choose one or the other, and if they don't pick either, then they can only swing once. Yeah. Oh my god, this card has way too much going on. Uh, and that's just the counterplay portion. I haven't got I haven't gotten to the activate main or battle portion. Uh, so the permanent is this card gains Shadow Dragon in all areas. So that's only relevant if you're playing this uh, Sin Shenron Zeno. Um, mm -hmm. And then the activate main battle is limit one. Your opponent chooses one of their battle cards with an energy cost less than the number of cards in their drop area and sends it to the owner's warp. Uh, I don't know. That's okay if they only have one battle card in play. But I don't know if they have like a low drop or, or warp count, it won't really hit much. But if they're playing, let's say like I don't know, Dark Broly, then you can make them choose one of their cards and just see you later. It's it's kind of like a pseudo uh, max power Kamehameha. Yeah, but you could do it on their turn mid battle. No, yeah, that's also the, that's why it's like it's like a pseudo. Like it's like it's like better, but it's also like worse because, like you said, if you're playing, like if you're playing like it's like an overrealm deck, this card's like barely gonna go off. I mean, it counts in the warp too. So hey, could this oh, card no, just be? No, I was thinking, it... I was like, yeah, this card only counts for the drop. Yeah, it gets fucked. Okay. That uh, that the Sension Run, the big one, the I think it's an eight drop. Doesn't it warp uh Shadow Dragons from your drop area to gain its skills? Oh, or does, uh, it only, does it only gain its? You're talking about Omega Ally Absorbed. Yeah. Does it? Does it only gain keywords, or does it gain all skills? Uh, I have to look this up now. Damn, bro, you just like randomly dropped this on me. This man dropped this on me and didn't even <laughs> have the decency to look it up. Okay, first you choose one of your mono yellow shadow dragon. Oh no, wait, here you go. Oh, uh, never wait, mind. Yeah. Okay. Here, 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 activate main. If your leader is a yellow shadow dragon and you send one, yeah, mono yellow. That, okay, they, never mind. They definitely thought ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say because you could literally just use this card, even though it has a limit one. You'd be able to use that card and get the get the effect a second time. Oh, for sure. Uh, I love uh, looking at vicious rejuvenation, and the fourth most expensive card is the Piccolo Junior Descendant of the King SPR. I just wanted to bring hmm. that one fact up. All right, anyways, let's continue. <laughs> so I really like this card for generic uh, utility. I think this will be like a, a sideboard staple. Uh, at, at, at the worst is sideboard staple and you can maybe see this being mainboarded with the strength of unisons moving forward especially blue definitely um, oh yeah no i i think it'll, it'll definitely be good it, it has also really good against green because green's kind of like you know this unison heavy variant deck and stuff like that so if like you're playing against like a um like i always I always come back to like aod and stuff like that you know, when they want to play their four drop unisons uh, and stuff like that, or if like you know, uh, uh, like, uh, like Control Shenron ever comes back into the format, and they want to play Mechie Boar, even King Cold, King yeah. Cold will have a lot of cards in the drop area by the time they play their unison too. True, very true. They'll have a lot of fields. 
Yeah, if like if you get rid of their unison and they try to play another one and they have like their drop full, you just play it on them and they're just like, oh well, now I'm screwed. Mm -hmm. uh, this last card I'm gonna pick, um, I had a I have a tough time picking because they're like meh because they're not like my original picks. But I'm gonna go. I'll tell you what my what my three arguments are. It's the Majin Buu Unadulterated Destruction, which is the five drop everybody was hyping when it released about how it's like super OP. Oh, the board wipe? The board wipe, and then uh, it's deflect revenge, and when it's in rest mode, and when your opponent swings at your leader, they have to discard two cards every time. And then if it gets removed, uh, you get to play it again. <laughs> so it's, like, reoccurring. Um, so I really like that. I really like the Oceanus uh, negate blocker. that gets... Oh, the, the, the one that goes in any deck, basically? Yes. Counterattack, yeah. choose one card in your hand and discard it, negate the attack, play this card... Uh, so you still pay... We have to pay two for this, because it's during your opponent's turn, reduce the energy cost of this card in your hand by three. So another generically good card. Um, it's a counterattack, and it's blocker. Yeah. So, it's, 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 it's actually just like... It's actually just a straight upgrade to Topo effect-wise, just because of the fact that when it hits the board, it just becomes a blocker as well. Right. It's like almost like uh, Ready to Rumble. It's like a lesser Ready to Rumble, lesser Topo. Uh, and I think it gets its best effect with Shadow Dragon Leader. So if your leader card's a Shadow Dragon card, when this card is played from your hand or discarded by a Shadow Dragon card skill, you may look at the top card of your deck. If it's a black Shadow Dragon card, you may add it to your hand. Otherwise, place it at the bottom of your deck. So not bad. It stops two attacks. It's a it's a 5k body, so not much. But... Don't forget, also, anytime they swing into it, or anytime they swing into your lead, they have to mill the top four of their cards before oh, they do that. I did not read that part. So, it's part of the counterplay, yeah. Choose one uh, card choose, in your uh, hand, it, discard yeah, it, negate it, the attack, play this card. If you played it, uh, a card, your opponent can't attack for the turn unless they place the top four cards of their deck into their drop area each time. Really good flood. Uh, flood negate for card decks that draw a lot, because now they're going to be potentially milling themselves out, uh, except for Vegex. Vegex will be yeah. like, yeah, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it hurts the deck that, you know... Doesn't have the optimal way of finishing you, but like you know, if it wasn't for that card, they can put you in a, in a state where it's easy for them to finish you the next turn. So now it just yeah. it it gives you it buys you that extra turn, those extra lies for you to just reset and be able to sustain. Now I will say this: counter plays will, will fuck this card up because it reduces its cost by three, so it gets hit by uh, focus breakthrough, gets hit hit by beer's ball, and gets hit by super kamehameha. Um, so if it doesn't hit the field then the effect doesn't count, right? Because yeah. it says if because, you played a card. Because it is it is a topo still at the end of the day. Correct. So, oh, there actually, is another card that I really loved out of this set. They, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's amazing or anything, but it is a better version of Denial of Hope. It oh, is you're a talking battle card. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we, I like this card, too. It makes me wish that the format was slower so I could play it. I, it is a good card. I, I know. Alright, state the card. I love the card. State the card. Alright, I don't remember, I don't know the name, but it, I know it's, it's a Universe 11 it's, card. It's, I know it's, it's effect, it's, though. I gotcha, I gotcha. It's Kettle Warrior of Universe 11. It's blocker yes. counterplay. If the battle card being played has 20k power or less, place it under its dropper instead of the, instead, then play this card. It has a permanent bond 3. Reduce the energy cost of this card in your hand by 1, so it becomes a 2 drop. When this card is placed, choose one of your opponent's battle cards, and it gets a negative 10k power for the turn. Is this yep. a rare? Is this a common? It's a, a rare. It's a, yeah. it's a rare. It's a rare. It, it's it's a good card because 
Denial of Hope. It's a blocker, and it also negs. Yep. Battle card. It's a 15k block, uh, 15k blocker counterplay that stops at 20k red? or less. Yeah. I'm not seeing it. It's on. It's on the second page of the red cards. Yeah. If you're looking at the main page, I'm, it's... I'm looking on TCG. So no. Oh, <laughs> type in type in kettle, uh, K E T T O L, Warrior of Universe Eleven. See, this would be really good if we had like video because then people could see what we're doing. But instead, we're just yelling what we're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this card. Okay, that's not bad. It'll be cheap. I actually like it. Um, I think that people. Yeah. I, I I love this card. I I want to put it in like every deck, <laughs> but I know it's not that great. It's I, just I think it's phenomenal actually. <laughs> it's just it doesn't have any protection, so like they can just no. counterplay. Yeah, but you get the uh, the counterplay effect without having to play the card, right? Yeah, the yeah. effect the effect's still gonna go off regardless without the without the card being interrupted or not. But it's counterplay. Yeah. it's a blocker, and if it gets played, it's a blocker, and then you can neg a, a battle card by ten. For the turn, yep. so you're getting three effects for the same cost as denial. So it's a much better denial of hope. I don't know. Yes, about, I don't know about that one. Kind of. I mean, it, they're both really good, regardless. But anyways, I think we should. How I think we not should, a better I mean, denial of I mean, hope, Ryan. Anyways, I think we should continue. <laughs> okay. Um, the only other card I would consider uh, for the my my top card, and this is like going to be like option three, obviously, would be the uh, the eight drop Goku yellow. I'm going to read the, oh. the card. The generic finisher. Oh, yeah, that, Goku, that's actually pretty Return good, of the though. Dragon Fists. He is an 8-drop. Four, <laughs> four specified yellow. Deflect, double strike. When this card is played, choose up to two of your opponent's battle cards in rest mode and KO them. Uh, it's activate main. Tap three yellow. If you have four or more energy and a yellow unison card in play, play this card from your hand. So it's going to hit the board. Uh... Okay, activate main once return spirit boost too. So you have to spirit boost. So this actually gets over Frieza because it's an eight drop, if I'm not mistaken. Not only does it yes. get over Frieza, but when you activate it's a it's spirit boost two effect. When it gets dual attack, it also can't be topoed. It also can't be ready to rumbled. It can't be Vegeta'd. It can't be anything because your opponent can't activate uh, battle cards with energy cost seven or less from uh, any area. When this card is in battle, so that means the moment it turns sideways, unless it's an extra card, it's not stopping it. Right. So violent yeah. rays or anything like that, or super com even super combos, you wouldn't even be able to super combo out of his attack. You can combo, you just can't activate the draw. That's what I'm saying. But the ones that are not a 10k combo, yeah, the raditz. Right, the Raditz, right. Great Saiyan Man. Those cards, those cards are, They're dead yeah. cards in your hand. I agree. So really, really strong uh, generic finisher for yellow. Um, you have to have a yellow unison card in play. So I, I really like it. I think it, uh, yellow needed some help with the finishers. Yeah, after they lost, so. Right. So this is really... I think those three cards I mentioned, just pick one. And, and whichever one you pick, yes, I agree. Uh, that would be my top three. But uh, sub fourteen is gonna be really good. Uh, I can't wait for this weekend actually though, because uh, we're gonna see a lot more set fourteen with a uh, TCG con in Galveston. Are you going, Ernest? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to. I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna play. Uh, I don't know if you want to say what you're gonna play, but I'm not uh, at the moment. I I'm thinking about King Vegeta. Uh, I might still try to uh, 
show what I can do with King Piccolo. Um, just because so far, the only deck that I have not been able to beat with King Piccolo is King Vegeta. Are you gonna? Are you keeping the build you played last time, or are you gonna try the new build you're telling me about? Uh, which one? The the one that you were telling me. The one you were telling me you were talking about was Giancarlo. No, I I think I'll stick with the red green for right now. Okay, I don't want to say because I, I don't know if I'm gonna say it, but yeah. Nah, that's cool. the The red green to me, I think, has been really really good. I haven't tested out red yellow yet. Um, I I'm going to just not just yet. Uh, just because it's close to that day already, so I, I like if I'm testing something, I'd want to use something that I'm already comfortable with. And so far, that deck seems to be pretty good, even though it's like 54 or 52 cards. Um, I mean, you draw a lot yeah. because of the fact because of the the other the the new cards that you're playing in there, and plus you're playing the Eradicator because you know it's still it, it yeah. is a Piccolo Junior card. You're gonna draw too, so you don't want to fall. And your leader also just draws a lot because you're cycling through your life in your deck. So you just want to make sure you, you like playing like over 50 cards is bad. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I actually really like. I attacked through a uh, through two ready to rumbles, the, or not ready to rumble. Uh, Gohan. The Gohan, the baby's minion. I mean, basically, I was attacking through a topo, but I still attacked through a, a two of the the baby's minions. When I started my hand with seven cards, I still attacked like six more times. Just because of how much I drew with, during my attacks. Yeah, weird. because you, you draw the two off of the swing. You're gonna draw. Uh, when you awaken, you're gonna draw three. If you have the piano, you're gonna draw. You're gonna draw four. Any super combos draws you extra cards. It's just like there's yeah. just so much. Draw. I I actually, I actually played two pianos during that turn. Attacked with uh, my leader. Put something in in my life. Uh, drew one card off bit. Comboed it off. Played another one, and then used his activate battle on a different attack. Just so I could draw an extra card. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> like I, I was drawing a lot that turn. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for to see what the new stuff is for, for the meta. I gotta make some last minute changes before I head over there. Uh, I think I, I think from my side, I might actually put that, uh, the that dragon sling bullet in there though. Yeah, that'd be a good call. Um, yeah. When y'all asked me what I would play if I were, if I were able to go. Uh, actually, I I think I'd fig- I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and shot call it. I think I'd know what you'd play if you were to go over there. Yeah, what is it? I I, I think. <laughs> I, uh, do, you, do you want me to just like in, in general or from like the from the new set only? Whatever you think, I will I will so, tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> so if you if you were to play from the new set <laughs> from the new set only only new set cards, my guess 100 percent is that you'd play Vidal. Oof. Cause that deck, I I built I built Bedell. That deck is so much fun to play. It you don't win a lot because the deck doesn't have like a kind of like a good finisher, closing out finisher. But man, is it so much fun! Dude, I had all eight of my um, I had all eight of my uh, vanillas on board at one point. So Ryan just predicted that I would play a deck that he knew for a fact would not win many games, but at least I would have a good time. I like the way you think. <laughs> Listen, John, Jonathan, Jonathan's main Jonathan's main objective is. Is to, is is his second objective is winning. His first objective is having fun. Oh, for sure. And, that's, and why that I is have, something, yes, that's something I one hundred percent respect. That's why I that's have one I top in my life, and it's the only top I'll ever get. More than likely, <laughs> um, that's a good guess. But no, I would not be playing Videl. Ernest, you want to try to take a wild guess? 
I'm not going to say any specific color or anything. I'm just going to say a baby. That's oh, it. Okay. Also a very good guess. Most people who know me know that I love playing Red Baby. Um, that would be probably the second thing I would be playing if I were to go. But the first thing I'd be playing is these nuts because we got to bring it up for the episode. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, TCG Con, <laughs> Galveston. I did. I did put it in our list of things we need to talk about. So I'm glad we were able to bring that up. Brought to you by nobody. Uh, when are we going to get sponsored by Game? Dude, I bought a keep this keep this in the podcast. I bought I um. I was having trouble staying awake during work, so I bought a, a, another uh, tub of gamer subs, their new flavor, and uh, I forgot what it was called. So when I when I opened my package, I was greeted to guacamole gamer fart nine thousand. <laughs> post a picture of it in the chat later. Please. We need to do like a video so we can just post a picture of me posting it in the chat. It's 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 a uh, it's cherry limeade flavor. It's really good, but. It's if I, I'll bring it with me next time. I'll bring it with me to TCG Con. I'll show y'all. Uh, sounds cool. I, I will likely not be there, but uh, if I can stop into Galveston, which is about a forty-five minute drive from my house, I will. I will do so. Uh, but I'm preparing for my son's birthday party, which will be the next day. So if I go anywhere, my wife will definitely slaughter me. So don't want to do that. But uh, all you gotta do is just be like, hey, it's a it's a birthday beach party at Galveston, and then you guys remember <laughs> that it's Galveston, and Galveston's not the best place in the world. No, absolutely not. I, I actually don't like going to Galveston, but um, it, TCG Con is in Galveston. They, I think I've seen one other one that was in Florida, Tampa, maybe. I uh, think so. I, I think so. I think so. And for the longest this is time, the first time I've ever heard of this. It's been around since like I don't know, like spring time. They've they've announced that there would be two events, and the longest time there was no Dragon Ball. I kept looking, I kept asking stores locally if there was any like information on it, and they were like, I don't know. Uh, they knew it was coming, but that was about it. And then like a week or two ago, some guy posts in the Houston page that they're doing a Dragon Ball tournament, and so. You know, everybody's getting hyped up for this Galveston. It's, they're offering a lot of money if if it fills. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. if, if anybody can pull it up faster than I can, but if I can pull it up faster, I will. I believe it's a 1K for TCG Con. I think it's higher than that. Some I, I saw somebody post earlier that it's going to be a 1,200. Every oh. lit if it's a 1,200. Okay, what? this was July 26th. Dragon Ball, first place, 400. Second place, 200. Third place, 100. That's if 60 people show up. The maximum is if 120 people show up, which I don't see for happening. First place gets yeah. 1,200. Second place gets 600. Third place gets 200. And fourth and oh, fourth and third get 200. And fifth place gets 50. So that would be a 18, 22, $2,250 K. No, 2.2 K. Well, regardless, I'm definitely gonna be I'm definitely gonna be a lot happier when I when I win 12k. So as the as, as the number one King Vegeta player in Houston, Texas. So what I'm not understanding <laughs> is it's a $25 entry, but they're guaranteeing first place gets 400, right? If it's up to 40 players. Yes. So yeah. they need 16 people to fill first place plus 600. No, seven seven 800. They need $800 minimum prizing. Um. Jeez, they might be in the hole. Uh, just yeah, because how many people? Just because, show of, just because of the fact that that's eight hundred right there, and with entry, with entry based on the first, second, and third, fourth place, 
they're so entry gets them a thousand right there for the for up to forty players, right? Right. So, so but it, it, so to get, kill. yeah. So if they get maximum forty players, right? Then they get um two hundred dollars. So then then they're getting a thousand. Yeah, they they make a thousand dollars, and then after after they cut the pot, they only get two hundred dollars left. But um, what I'm guessing is that uh, they're also gonna they're also gonna have their in storehouse vendors. Oh, for sure, like they're that. getting they're getting yeah. kickbacks on a lot of stuff for this. <laughs> I don't think they're losing money, but it's incentive based. I'm sure there's probably sponsorships going around that are filling this void of money. But very interesting to see. It's one of the first. Uh, we'll call it a 1K for the lack of another term I can't think of. But one of the first 1K events Houston is is seeing, even though it's in Galveston. Um, you know what's nice I, about I, it though? I like the idea. You know what's nice about it? It's only one day, yeah, and not a not a two dayer. So I am happy about that because uh, I I don't I don't like events that take up two days because yeah, top cut no top cut for this thankfully <laughs> yeah, no no top cut it's Best just of three so sideboards uh, highly recommended not required. I, yeah, any event that does money, I would, I would hope that there would be best of three because, because like you know, best of one's kind of like an R is 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 a bit RNG based, but with side you can kind of you know you can always just steer the game into your favor. I agree. Um, definitely interesting. I, I think that people talk that, about having these one Ks and that how they would love to do them, yet nobody has done one. I know one of the shops. I don't know if I'm allowed to say or not has discussed to possibly doing it at their second location. Uh, hopefully oh, that gives man, enough I... of a hint of who I'm talking <laughs> oh, about. I wonder, yeah. I, wonder, I wonder which one it is. The uh, second location. Right. Hey, if you, want to, if, you want to talk about, if you want to talk about money matches, Oof. Dallas, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> so he actually listens Bro, like, to the podcast. I don't, I just, so I don't, I'm not I trying to tell him. Oh, oh, bad. <laughs> Where are you no, at, when, when when that happens, I just want to go just to be there. I'm probably not going to be able to, but I want to, well, unless dude, it's like a Saturday. We, oh, dude, we'll, we're definitely going to get it there. I want I want like full crowdage, full crowdage, <laughs> as I win the lottery. Uh, that'll be interesting. So they're going to call they're going to call me Chris Kyle for all them confirmed headshots. <laughs> Um. Okay, I don't know how to re- recover from this conversation topic, but <laughs> TCGCon. But I am excited for TCGCon, not only for the fact of Dragon Ball, but just because of the fact that I am a fan of, like, cards in general. Like, like I like cards, like Pokemon, yeah. like I like Yu-Gi-Oh, I like co- the collecting aspect of the card game. There are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of, like, the, there's a lot of stuff that I collect. Like, I collect, uh, uh, like, for Magic, I collect the, um... Uh, uh, what's it called? The special artwork they have. Like, I have a whole Godzilla collection. Not only for the Magic Godzilla cards, but for, like, you know, I have all the movies. I have uh, a lot of figures. Like, I'm actually saving... I'm low-key saving up money to buy, like, one of those, like, $3,000 statues of, like, burning Godzilla versus, like, you know... Uh, That's so awesome. It's, like, the statues... <laughs> like, those statues right there are just so good. Yeah. So... So interesting. Uh, I just looked up the TCGCon website. Before there was only two locations, and Galveston was the second location. The first one was like Tampa. Uh, as I approach the website now, there are three locations listed. One of them is Galveston. They've extended to Toledo, Ohio, and Seattle, Washington. So it looks like they're gaining traction and they're uh, they're developing more and more. 
uh, as I click on these other locations, they don't have the verified vendors on either of them, except for Galveston, which has Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Tops, Upper Decks, and Panini. So no Bandai, but it says and more. So, you know, they could tie that in. But, you know, obviously these are the major hitters. Uh, so TCGCon, I'm surprised to see Upper Deck, Tops, and Panini because those are now mainly sports card cards. And I don't yeah. consider them trading cards as much as... I guess they could be trading cards, sports cards. I don't know. I, they're a separate category for me, but I'm, I'm probably wrong. No, I mean, uh, it's... it's, it's uh, but, um... Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's still trading cards, but it's not a game, so it's not TCG. Yeah. Uh, well, I am excited for, um... Uh, just to go in general. Uh, I am, like, like you said, I am a big Magic fan. Uh, I know there's some artists coming there. I haven't seen what the artists are uh, who are coming, but um, special guests. I, let me see if they tell me. Yeah, uh, they have special guests. They said Ken they're having Meyer Jr. He's a magic artist. Brian Wackwitz, also a magic artist. I know who that is. He's the guy who painted uh, Angus McKenzie. I know him off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, Angus McKenzie's on here actually as one of the cards. Jeff Lobenstein. I maybe butchered that name. And Randy, Randy RK Post. He's the one. I know him because my buddy, uh, his favorite card is, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like Accord or Icord. Yeah, that's, that's his that. first card that's listed on here. So uh, my, really, really cool that they've got these like iconic Magic the Gathering card artists showing up to this TCG con. Magic's yeah, huge. It, it's if if this ever gets like more more popular, like like you know more people start showing up, like you know we might see that special guest list, you know, uh, just like extend bigger to like you know like uh, just like more more artists and stuff like that. For sure. So it's, I mean, this, this like, is the first like of its of its kind, right? For us, at least for their iteration, it's the first time I've seen TCG Con ever. No, yeah. Like I said, I'm excited because I like card games. Like, I I just like cards in general, so. You know, just being able to, um, just being able to do this something something like this, I am excited. Ooh, uh, I just pulled up more. They have a very interactive website, by the way. So they have a Pokemon tournament area, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, Flesh and Blood, Dragon Ball Super, and Magic: The Gathering tournament area. So there's six areas of tables lined up for them to run tournaments. So I don't know if they're all going to start at the same time or not, but the way they have their map set up. Because this is going to be at the Galveston Island Convention Center off the Seawall sea Boulevard. So if you're familiar with Houston and Galveston, you might know where that is. If you're not... I, I think that's near... Um, it's at the edge. I think, yeah, I think that's near the edge right before where the beach houses, like the, the tall beach houses are. Mm-hmm. So uh, some some card shops, I guess, that are vending here that are notable that I can say are... Lotus Gaming Shop is actually doing... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't see any other local stores, unfortunately. Troll and Toad will be there, actually. Oh, good. I can yell at them. For their near-mint uh, quality game. game card. Oh, yeah, I love their... Maybe I could sell all my hero clicks to them. Oh, possibly. Um, I know, right? Bro, I love hero clicks. I only played it one time. But it was such a fun game. Dude, if HeroClix ever gains traction in Houston, I'm quitting everything but Dragon Ball and just playing Dragon Ball and Hero. 
Dexter's Dude, actually going to be there. That, that game had a big show. Uh, like, there was a lot of players here, uh, like, in my local community back in the day whenever I was younger. When I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh, we, we had a shop that they, uh, had a table set up specifically for Hero Clicks, and they had tournaments at, over there. There was one guy who went to a bunch of tournaments that they would always top in, in them. Like, and he was really good. He he got a, a giant Galactus uh, one, and this is the time that I played. He told me to uh, to just build any team I wanted to out of the ones that he had while he taught me how to play. And so I just picked all my favorite characters and then uh, played against his Galactus. And then, like, I think he had, like, two or three other figurines that, that played it uh, or for his team. And uh, and the only thing that I focused on was to kill his Galactus, and I did. But he still beat me, But like, of course. But he was really surprised that my first time playing, I was able to kill his Galactus. Mm. <laughs> Game's super fun. I, um... I like it a lot. I don't but, play tabletop um, games, so I couldn't tell you. It, 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 the, 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 that, no, that game is just really fun. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it is. I just I don't play, so I couldn't tell. Yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, I, I'm just like excited about TCG Con. Like I said, just it's just something about card games and just cards in general that I like. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited. Um, so all the tournaments it looks like are starting at the same time uh, between 10:30 and like 12 or one. Most of them are starting at 11. Um, Digimon, Pokemon, Vanguard, Magic. The only thing that's not confirmed is Flesh and Blood. Um, I, think I think they're waiting for their numbers to come in. The game, sure. that, yeah. that, that's, that, that game's kind of... Um, it, it might not be confirmed or unconfirmed. That's but, you know what, but you know what is confirmed, though? Anniversary points. <laughs> Ooh, that is unconfirmed for sure. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, you well know, the you, anniversary box itself is confirmed, but you know, the cards you, in it are not. Yeah, we're we're like less than a month away from anniversary box, and I, I just Hero, wish somebody would create content where they made a prediction of what would possibly be revealed or reprinted in that set. But you know, I can't I'm asking of, for too much. I can't think um, of anything. Maybe maybe last week's episode or maybe last some, podcast. Will somebody like, that thinks on charge would. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe, have done maybe, that. Maybe these people were thinking on charge. <laughs> on, episode, uh, on episode ten, part four. You know, uh, revisiting the the reprints. I feel like there are a couple key changes that I might make. Like uh, Kaioken Goku SSB Kaioken would probably be uh, should be a reprint in the anniversary box. Because uh, mm-hmm. there's only two copies you can get: the original and then the uh, collector set. I think I, I think I brought that up. I think I brought that one up along with the iconic rares. I might not have. I don't remember. Uh, iconic rares, I do remember. Kyle Ken, if you did, it's a good point. Um, yeah. If I didn't, whatever. I think. Um, <laughs> I think the best one that you got. Uh, the, the best one that you called out there from the last one was the Quetzalcoatl or Demigra, because those are both really popping. Those, those cards are definitely really popping. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I've had a lot of people, because I've, I've hoarded this shit around, like, all the community pages, just trying to get people to listen to the show. Um, a lot of people have said that they completely disagree with my whole list, and I have people who are like, yeah, you're spot on. Um, who knows? Uh, anniversary box reprints in general have never been completely... Nothing Bandai has ever done. Let me, let me reiterate. Nothing anybody has ever done has completely been 100% agreed with that that should have been done. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah def- it, definitely. Especially when it comes to reprints, people are gonna be like, "Oh, you didn't reprint this card," or "Oh, this card, you know, didn't need a reprint," or "Oh, this card's been reprinted too much," or "Oh, this card just came out; it doesn't need a reprint," or "Oh, this card doesn't see any play; why is it reprinted?" or "Oh, this card was over overprinted; why did it?" Just stuff like that in general. Everybody's gonna find a complaint somewhere. Like, uh, I'm not. I'm like, I'm hundred percent positive. I'm not gonna be satisfied with whatever the with like their full reprint list whenever they come out with. How you funny know, would um, it be if Bandai was like just lazy enough to be like, you know what? It's a good enough list. Go ahead, Jonathan. You you go ahead. And just- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd be happy with that. Why? Because we get a Champa altar. I mean, a Champa or a guy all art would be. And we we actually fucking voted against it last year. We were like, no. We don't want Chompa reprint. Yeah, do you remember that? We did, we're like, no, we don't want it. And all of a sudden, we want it. <laughs> well, we, the, we got Crown of we're, Retribution, which was a good reprint. A great that card, reprint. Yeah. That card needed to be reprinted at, the, at its time, though. I mean, it was yeah. essentially like a, a champ pack, right? Yeah. No, um, it was... A, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like... It was, it was like what was that? What was or champ pack? One of those two. What was it at its height price? At its height... 40, 50... Yeah, yeah, I, think it was, I think it was 45. I think the highest I ever sold was 45. I just that remember was... me and Ernest both wanting them at the same local because we were both traveling to Vegas <laughs> to go play in Dylan Max COP. And we were Dude, like, no, I need it. Were, uh, Ernest needed it so bad because it was so busted in Balma at the time. <laughs> the only way to get around that card was if you played Vegeta the Cruel. Yeah, there was no free counterplay. I mean, you could Beerus Ball it, but. Or um, any of those other. If you're any, those, any, any of those other pseudo good cards that aren't Vegeta the Cruel. True, very true. <laughs> that card is still amazing. It's just it's not as great as it used to be. Dude, Vegeta the Cruel. Talk about a card that got powercraft super hard. Yeah. How how the mighty have fallen. How that and card. It, was... And it was such a powerful card. It was. I, th- I still yeah, think it is. The, a two drop to pop something and pitch the card from your opponent's hand. That's. Uh. That card was... It, it didn't pop it, it warped it, right? It warped it. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, so it was even so, better. So it's a plus three, basically. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Plus two, plus two. You gotta no, play no, multicolor, I... though. That's the requirement for the... That's why they got power kept out, is because nobody wants to charge dual color turn one. Well, even yeah. if you charge a dual color, like people who are playing Android 21 or 16, they weren't playing it in their list. Honestly, because it, that, it, would, that would it, make a good it, comeback in the Android 16 deck. It is. It is too slow. Yeah. It is. I. I think it's just too slow, and it's too energy hungry as well. I mean, sure, but you know, whatever. I. I, still I, think I do. I do think. I think that the Android sixteen deck is really good for it, just because of like because it's a blue leader, and they can untap those energies after they use it. I mean, you can just enter a super combo and be like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah. Or even D magic. Right, or just D-Magic. D-Magic um, is nuts. So we're going to make this deck and we're going to be like, yeah, no, this is god-awful. <laughs> I'm going to tell cool. Colin to try it out. I'm going to tell Colin to try it out too. see how he likes it. If he, if uh, he doesn't me, like it, then I'll know Let me know, know what he I tells do. you. Let me know how oh. bad he tells you to I'm going to stick him right now. <laughs> hey, is Colin, is Colin going to play Tricolor Invoker or is he going to play Regular Invoker? I wanna I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly yet. sure how he's going to re- redo it yet. I was like, I was gonna ask you off stream, but we're here now, so <laughs> <laughs> we're here, <laughs> we're living. So I think, I think, let's go back on topic for this anniversary box. 
Bandai is probably waiting for the official reveal of, or of set 14 because we're still in the pre-release period. Because uh, the official drop is Friday. Friday, yes. So on Friday, they'll probably make a big post about welcoming set 14 and blah, blah, blah. And thank you to the content creators for helping them reveal the set. And then uh, they'll probably wait till Monday before we get any anniversary box reveals. I know. I think what they're going to do is that they're going to give us at least like a few cards. Not like, you know, the hypest cards they're going to make, but, you know, they're going to give us. I swear if Evan is like, hey guys, sorry I kept this from you, but Bandai hit me up with these reveals. And just, just a caveat, Bandai. <laughs> Evan doesn't tell us shit. He does not. <laughs> it is kinda... not. He's, actually, he's actually really good at keeping the secret. Yeah. He is. <laughs> but, you know, you know who else is good at keeping a secret? Us. Yes. But, um, what was I going to say? Um, Give us I, some reveals on this. I, I think on Friday, we're going to get at least, like, one... We're going to get one SR, we're going to get, uh... We're going to get one rare, and we're going to get, like, one sneak peek at, like, you know... Like, you know how they did AOD with their theme deck? We're going to get a sneak peek at the theme deck. Alright, I'm going to ask y'all a question. What's Do up? you think any of the current decks from set 14 get support in the anniversary box? Uh, yes. Which, I think, uh, whatever that, uh, so you know how we got SS4 Gogeta? It's gonna be that. Because, you know, we're it's uh, the, the it's SS4 themed, apparently. Or it's rumored to be SS4 themed. Right. So I think mm-hmm. we're gonna get, we're just gonna get SS4, um, support. Ernest, you have a prediction? If, do you agree it might, really. that it might get uh, support? A little bit, yeah. Uh, I uh, I really like. I think the only things that it looks like they're trying to support, like as an archetype, is like Universe Seven and Eleven from this this set. So if if they're gonna support anything else, I think it would still be that. Uh, I think that if they were gonna support the set, it would be Universe Seven. Because uh, if you remember the card Strength of Legends, uh, Goku and Vegeta, which came out in Draftbox 5, if I'm not mistaken, uh, those are black cards that have Universe 7 tag. So they could technically make yep. Universe 7 black cards that there wouldn't be SS4 themed, per se, but um, who knows? I, I think they could do some S- uh, U7 support with the Gohan deck. Uh, another deck. A question I wanted to bring up... Uh... Do you think, uh, like with Battle Evolution, so that this will be the first anniversary box we get that contains a secret rare? No. Do you think they will ever get one that contains a secret rare? No. Is- I think they might toy with it at some point. I don't think so. I think the way they have the anniversary box set up, they even ran away from the chase card with the leader, right? No, they kept that. Because um, essentially the secret rare is the leader, right? Because every one in four... Boxes gets a leader. Yes. Yes. So because it was hard, it was, it was hard to pull that. But not everybody got the Majin Buu uh, uh, AOD leader. Right. Nobody got. Not everybody got the Toa leader in the first one. I, I guess you're right in that sense. And this is the, that's also the closest we'll ever get to like a secret rare leader, which you know some people do ask for. And I think that if they were just to make a secret rare, like a like the, I, I, I wish Marco was here. I was gonna bring up this idea that. Yo, we bring back signature rares, but it's for like certain leaders for the set. I've always thought that the signature cards should be leaders, not battle cards. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, 
They do like you know they do the uh, they do their SR SPRs secrets and then they do signature rare certain leader cards from the set like you know like maybe like a cooler from maybe like another cooler leader that they have in the set or like a Gogeta leader they have for the set something something interesting like that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. What about uh, signature Unison? Um, it, I can see that. I can see it. I, I think it's just like the same issues. Like I, I just want to see some do something unique with the leaders but if they did like a a, a a rotation of signature unisons i wouldn't be mad because it's just them bringing back signature rares which is you know something a lot of people have wanted so you know it's, i'm not gonna complain yeah i've i've only wanted them to be the the leaders as signatures just so that it's more playable because like a lot of the the signature cards have never really been all that playable and okay. if they if they made a leader that had the a signature that was even a decent leader, people would try to run it, and it would probably be playable some way or another. Yeah, considering the only one that was playable was the uh, was the Goku Hope of Hope uh, Hope of Universe Seven, because yeah. of the fact that it was used in the Awakened Power Chain. Yep. Like even even cards like Beerus, who have like, like some potential being played now with uh, SS Four uh, Vegeta Ramp. It's still just not good enough. So um, I've did some I've done some digging, and July eighteenth looks like the earliest date, uh, twenty twenty last year. It was the first reveal of anniversary box year two twenty twenty. The product officially released August seventh twenty twenty. So that is a three week window before reveals for the anniversary book. So we are actually still within a decent range of reveals. Our special anniversary box 2021 is scheduled for September 2021. No official date. Uh, I think I've said in my head that it's September 3rd, which would be Friday. Uh, it could be September 10th. It could be September 17th. Who knows? But uh, one, two, three, we are two and a half, three and a half weeks away, because one, two, three and a half, yeah, three and a half weeks away from the Friday, or four and a half weeks away from the 10th of being a Friday. So we probably have another week before we get anything. Uh, so they're not late. Bandai's not late. We're just in, in, impatient as a, as a community. Oh, 100%. Well, I like being impatient. But like I said, I still think that we're going to get, we're going to get like, uh, like, an, like an appetizer, like a small salad, like Nothing massively big. Like I think they might even just put like a single card, and they just feel like, "Ooh, get ready for next week or like two weeks from now when we start giving reveals for the anniversary." I think we're just gonna get like a little snack, Ooh. and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly fine with that. Uh, as I'm looking up this anniversary box stuff, uh, funnily enough, three days prior to uh, the first reveal of anniversary box, there was the. Um, the debacle of inside information for for playtesters for, for Bandai. It just happened to be along <laughs> the, the post that I searched. I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't want to get into it. It's not that kind of show, but I just think it's kind of funny that it was tagged in the in the, the anniversary box posts. That is kind of funny, but but yeah, I think um, I think anniversary box. I think the anniversary is just like you know, it's it's gonna be good. It's definitely going to be a good way to tie us uh, tie us around for this set. I'm uh, hoping that it actually you know creates uh, some more decks in the meta instead of just adding towards the meta. Um, 
you know, I think it will. If we look at what came in last year's anniversary boxes, uh, what's playable now, like the Jiren is very strong as a unison. And what else is in the anniversary box? Uh, I'm blanking. I don't know if anybody else can remember any anniversary box cards. Which one from the last set? Yeah, that's still playable today. Uh, from which which anniversary box? Twenty. The one that came. The one that came with a uh, uh, AOD. Yeah. Um, literally the only. Literally if you ask the Nick, AOD, AOD is pretty strong. <laughs> um, yeah, if you ask, I, I want to tell a funny story. Just, just a little funny story. Uh, I remember the first time um, I met the, their whole team, and I remember Nick very specifically because Nick came into the store and he goes. Hey, does anybody play AOD here at Galaxy? And someone goes, uh, not really. And it was just only Peter, but Peter wasn't there, so someone said no. And then he goes, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm going to clean sweep it. And I think his very first game, he got a lot. <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> to bring that up. I thought that was funny. But um, AOD is always going to be relevant from that box, because AOD is just a good rogue deck. Yeah. So I, I, so I think the legitimately that... Will probably be the answer for um, for me. It's just um, that because it was just that good. Um, none of the other cards are really that good. Oh, there is one card that's really good in that set that people play. Uh, the Jiren. Yeah, that was the first thing I mentioned. The yeah. Jiren max power and the max power Kamehameha. Max power kind of fell off, but yeah, that was really strong when it came out uh, as a sideboard. Max tag. power that recently came back. For uh, for a couple of decks because of thwarting the Dark Empire and Amigra. True. Yeah. Like people started using that again specifically oh, for those cards. We're so stupid. Yeah. Fucking Bojack, the rival Aegis. Oh my god, the, the literal best card of that whole set. Yeah, Bojack. Well, um, I don't play yellow or blue, so I wouldn't. Even I actually of skipped that. over him. I'm looking over the list, and I skipped over him <laughs> like, a, like an idiot. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, you know the Scions, uh, Son Goku and Vegeta Junior Scion uh, Unison is pretty strong and skillless still. Um, it's True. not like actually, meta, but you know it's it's like a nice tech. I thought about adding that to Videl after I see you know like your entire board's filled with like you know. 8 10 Ks, he's making 8 15 Ks. Right, exactly. He's going for the just going to murder your opponent. I think it's fun. I think it's a good unit to send on the list, but um So there's like a less than a handful of viable cards from the from a year old anniversary box set that I mean, I'm not going to include any of the AOD cards, but um just specifically anything you could plug in. Go tanks, I guess maybe. The uh, Grim Reaper of Justice. The good tech, but they have good tech cards. The goat, the good go tanks, the cool cool cards for the go, green go tanks deck is still viable, so those are good cards. That's true. After playing against it, it's uh, I I think until the until the game, like I said, until the game slows down, um, uh, tapping out uh tapping out for the go cool is just not good because you want to be able to you we want to save that energy to dormant and then go to your turn too because you want to be able to serve, survive the onslaught. I want to see the anniversary yeah. box from 2019. And see if there's anything good there that's still playable. I don't even remember anything that's in that in that first anniversary box. But um, uh. I look forward to seeing. Oh, Bardock Awakened Instincts. That's a very strong cooler counter counter. Kraken Space Time. There's plenty of good cards in this in these anniversary boxes. 
Anniversary box is great. Uh, great artwork. You get fucking alternate foils for some from key cards. Um, yeah. Support for older, you know, um, archetypes that give it new hope, new life. Like uh, this first anniversary box had like a trunks surge of energy that would be played in the red pan. Like when it got its power increase, you draw cards. You're uh, drawing two by playing this red trunks in a in a pan deck. Yeah. And that was like super busted at the time. Uh, so yeah, anniversary box I think is great. I think you know once we get our new set, uh, most people will probably bitch about something or another. But I think in overall, it'll hold value over time because people still looking for those uh, foil bardocks, even though they can't trigger the the beers uh, combo with it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's Starting... just like it's just because of the fact that it's just a good draw card. True. Yeah. Uh, ban list is like, like, back now, so they can't play it anymore. The the first anniversary box had sensor beams in it. Yeah, the reprints. Uh, definitely a good a good reprint there. Uh, it had the Toa leader, but like I said, I'm not gonna. Uh, that, that one's actually pretty interesting because they just had the Toa leader, and I don't know that they had any Toa support. No, the. The first one just came with the leader, and then you pretty much already had the deck from other stuff. The second one, the one with the AOD deck, is was the one that just went ahead and built a deck for you. Right, the AOD, it was really cool because you could just build the whole deck from tra- uh, anniversary boxes. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, I like it. But, um. <sighs> anything else you guys want to talk about? Well, um, um, it's actually um, Vegito, obviously. Exactly. Obviously. 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 I think the only thing we have left is how broken is King Vegito. Oh, yeah, these Bro- nuts. Um, very broken. <laughs> <laughs> these nuts broken. I, I, I just want to say one thing, and I think I think it's just something that's agreeable. But if Bandai wants to push this you know, slower mid-range format, they need to... They, they, I, as someone who literally... the, the as somebody who's the number one king of, <laughs> as um, as uh, as somebody who does play King Vegeta though, um, if Bandai wants to promote a slower format, they legitimately just need to do something about King Vegeta because the deck will just promote a a non-slow format. Because why would I rather play a deck that's going to struggle to survive against an onslaught when I could just play the deck? Yeah, and same same here. Like I. You should never be able to attack and deal like 12 to 15 damage in one turn off of one energy. Also being able to awaken uh, and drawing four cards because of that awaken. uh, Like, it's just ridiculous. And then not only that, the deck itself can, if you sequence it well enough, you can, you can awaken, go down to five and then use the the field card to go down to four just to turn on your super combos all on turn one Mm -hmm. like your opponent gets a turn to charge and pass and then if they don't have enough defense in that opening hand they're dead if you're playing like a multicolor deck and they or like an ages deck and they charge like a multicolor and they don't have a way to untap it because they're not red blue like they're just going to get punched into the ground Mm -hmm. so and then and then if king vegeta goes first it's even worse because then they have that extra draw that they they get off of like a Borgos or like some lists are using the uh, the Mai so that when they're playing against blue they they can't activate D magics and stuff like that without 
without critting another life. So like it even turns off defense for blue. It, like it just gives them an extra card to to go off the next turn. I'm gonna ask y'all a question about this. Mm-hmm. It has to do with King Vegeta. Um, kind of. Magic has a term summoning sickness for their uh, creature cards, and a lot of people have talked about how Dragon Ball is broken because they don't have that. Like as soon as you play a card, it can just swing, right? There's no summoning sickness. Uh, and Magic has cards that can avoid that by having the term Haste, where they can just play and then swing. Do you think, with King Vegeta being so prevalent, it's almost like a, a Storm 2.0, so to speak, as far as uh, the amount of damage you can just do, like an onslaught just continuously happening? Do you think uh, Summoning Sickness is something that might be uh, in the future, where they'll like, do like a Mass Errata that if it doesn't have a term that it has to wait to swing for a turn? Or do you think it just takes away from the whole idea of what Dragon Ball has to offer? I think it takes away from what Dragon Ball has to offer. There is a... there is a uh, It does do enough to separate itself from other card games. And I think that it should uh, try to keep that um, prestige in there. Or not really prestige, but, you know, try to keep that, you know... Um, what's the word? Uniqueness. I, yeah, uniqueness. Mm. It's, its own identity as well. You know, um, like I said... There's nothing wrong with playing uh, a leader like King Vegeta, but there is a problem when Bandai wants to promote one way, but they don't deal with the problem right away. Because yeah. because of the fact that they uh, they said in the ban list that they wanted to make a slower kind of format, but they messed up on it on, at the, uh, on execution. And now, that... now you're seeing a lot, of, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people being punished or a lot of decks being punished that really didn't need to. The them saying that they're slowing down the format, they they got rid of drum, which uh, from King Piccolo, that card helped slow down other decks. They they got uh, they got rid of what's it called, the Universe Nine Assemble, which because people didn't want to tap uh, tap out all every turn, that helped slow down the format. Uh, so, like there's there's quite a few cards that they that they got rid of or uh, that helped slow down the the format for their specific decks but but also created a deck that just kills people on turn one what did it cost you Everything. exactly <laughs> well uh king Vegeta's rule them all huh is that is that the best deck in the format I think right now, yes. I, I don't. Yes. Think, I don't think there's another deck that maybe is your close second, just because of the the the, the stop, uh, just because of the staying power. But I don't think there's another deck. I don't think any other deck can, you know, kind of match just the raw aggression that is King Vegeta. Is that, yeah. is that still true in a best of three, where you can sideboard? I'm sure you just sideboard your your worst matchup. So who knows. I don't, I, think, know, I don't know the meta enough to tell you what, what's a good or bad matchup for King Vegeta. I I think what King Vegeta does for games two and two and three is go more of a control route. Like game one, people aren't gonna gonna be able to defend well enough for that for that onslaught at the beginning. So games two and three, if you turn it into more of a control deck by like putting in your units and stuff like that, like you can still go uh, like go off when you need to, but you can do it at a pace that you need to do it. If that makes sense. It does, it does. Um, I definitely <laughs> like that viewpoint. What do you think would use the worst matchup? 
baby. Yeah, that's it. And it's not the fact that it's like you know, I, if I'm sitting there, I'm I'm not. I know I'm not going to win game one. It's just the fact that you know, you know, it it it's it's just a blow for blow matchup because every swing, every swing you have can be met with a counterplay. It's just whoever mm-hmm. gasses out first loses because you can gas out their hand faster than they can recover. Yeah, if, if you see but, the right like, amount of cards. I I played against a player who's not very experienced with blue baby. Um, also doesn't have a, an extremely uh optimal build for blue baby and yet i still lost to him just because i could not attack like at all was it jesus yes (laughs) yes but um yeah like okay so like like that the game me and him were testing i was attacking him with with my critical guys and on some of them, I was coming up to like 31, 35, stuff like that. Uh, I think one of them maybe went up to 41. And I was just trying to get to where I could play Bardock the Resolute. And he was comboing out of every single one of those attacks just because he didn't want to take the crit. Which is not necessarily a good idea because you're, you're pitching more cards from your hand than you would uh, by just taking the one critical. But the uh but he was stopping me from from playing Barak the Resolute even though he had no idea what the card was right <laughs> so so like whenever and then the, the finally the turn that I was able to play it like I went up to like 41 and I was like I'm just trying to force this critical damage out and so he was like well yeah I'm not going to combo out of 41 and so I so he critted the life I played Barak the Resolute and then he played hit and bounced it back to my hand anyway I was like well that made no no sense for me, hey, sometimes you just fall into to good fortune, right? You're locked yeah. into it. Yeah. He, he was also counterplaying my Broly Crown. He counterplayed it four times uh, within one game. And and then finally I was able to play it. And then he picked up the card and was like, well, what does this do? I was like, if you didn't know what it did, why were you counterplaying it? He was like, I just didn't want you to play another card. <laughs> right, that, sound, that sounds all nice and dandy, but... I think we're I think we're at the end of the rope here, boys. <laughs> Alright, shout out yeah. time. Uh big shout out to Salt Boys, uh to Lotus Gaming Shop. Uh Salt Boys sponsor a great location uh for cards and for now their second location at Almeda Mall for esports. esports. Also still good for, for card games. Also still good for card games, thank you. <laughs> Esports, but uh, I definitely want to give a, a big shout out to the number one game shop in all of uh, Texas in the United States of America, uh, Galaxy Gaming. There is no game shop just like it. It's literally the best. I can't think of any other game shop that comes anywhere close. Um, if you guys want to have uh, any kind of uh, uh, game, it is a neutral location. The despite popular opinion. Uh, Galaxy Gaming is a neutral location, so you can have any kind of uh, card game battle you want there. They are know. very humble there. You do not have to drive. <laughs> you do not have to drive to Austin for a neutral location. True. Very true. Very true. And then, shout, and then shout, shout out to all the boys for Team Rays. Uh, I am the number one player. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely, extremely that. humble there. Extremely humble. <laughs> extremely humble. <laughs> Mr. Ernest Chan. Uh, 
I am going to shout out my team, Team Empire. Um, I would shout out Team Dormant too. Uh, or I would like to. I would like to shout out Team Dormant Ooh, too. I was gonna say, they damn, did, Ernest. They, they, they did beat us on uh, on Saturday. Um, they were the better team that day. So it's good for them. Um, we did have a trader. I'm not gonna name his name, but Brian. Uh, Brian, Brian uh, it is. Oh God. We we know he's not gonna get much better anymore. So. Oh, <laughs> oh dad, damn! Oh my God, that man got punched. Um, and then shout out to Team Medical since Marco can't do it. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Team Medical uh, wherever you are. Wherever you're at, Marco. That was for you. Uh. To be honest, shout out to all all the guys in Houston, uh, Team Race, Team Salt Boys. Every, everybody's really really cool. Um, I definitely want to give a, I definitely give one more big shout out to uh, uh, to the Dallas Fort Worth area, aka Dat Free Win. So yeah, I can't wait for <laughs> I can't wait for Dat Free Win. So oh, shout out one time for the haters. Shout out one time for the haters. Uh, all, Knight, all, that former shotgun. Something, anything. Give me something with fucking farmer shotgun on it, and I'll buy it. <laughs> Let me put a, an amazing farmer shotgun Earthling card in my bowler deck so I can. So I, I wanna. I want us to get sponsored by Gamer Subs now, so we can have our own energy, uh, our own energy tub, and we call we just call it Set to Vegito. I'd be down for that. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Um, oh yeah, and y'all also y'all shout out shouted out y'all shops. I'll shout out mine, uh, Angleton, the Vault, and the Vault um, right now. And right now, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, go to the Vault if you're ever down in Angleton. Great shop. Uh, I've been going there for years. It's almost, I would say, uh, a hidden gem of of Houston DBS scene. A lot of good players have come out of there, and it's just yep. a really, really good, good uh, atmosphere. Great players, the, great owner, great. The two, the two shops I went down to in Connor, the one the Cars and Comics and the Vault, I went to both of them. Like surprisingly, they've got a mega ton of stock. So yeah, definitely go up there if you can. Yeah, um, the Vault. The Vault is in Angleton, not not Conroe. It's the exact opposite. But hey, I'm not here to judge <laughs> Brian for that. Big um, brain. With that, guys, being said, Champa. Chomp up. Chomp up. Chomp up. <laughs> Chomp up.